As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. Hello and welcome to The Games, the podcast of record for London 2012 from The Times. I'm Chris Skinner and on today's programme I'll talk to Times fashion editor Laura Craig about the best and worst kits at the Olympics. I'll talk to Ollie Kay about the men's football which starts later on today. And Owen Slot will give us the latest on Golden Wheels, Bradley Wiggins and Mark Cavendish as they prepare for the road race. Before that, as an ongoing feature, here's a quick look back at yesterday's predictions. Matt Dickinson said this... I am going to stick my neck out and go for a, a big 2-0 home win. And I want the Olympics to get off to a, a flying star because I think it, it's got the potential to be just a splendid um, you know, 17-odd uh, days of sport. And that wasn't bad, 1-0. So uh, we'll, we'll call that a small win. Uh, we'll have more predictions later on in the programme. Also, we've been asking you to get in touch using the hashtag MyOlympics in Twitter. Uh, Dean Keyworth has tweeted, The best MyOlympics moment so far was Boris's booming voice over the PA at Liverpool street station we think he should also do mind the gap in latin Uh, i like that if you've not experienced this get a train to london now and if you've experienced this more than once get some earplugs it's quite something let's start with britain's new favorite sport it's cycling I'm joined now by a chief sports reporter at the Times, Owen Slot. If you didn't know already, the uh, GB Road Cycling Press Conference takes place later today. Um, Owen Slot has been a man who, who knows more about this than anyone else, seeing as he's had the very difficult task of following the guys around in the Tour de France recently. How was that for you? Well, I'm glad you uh, feel sympathy for me there. That's, uh, that, that's well appreciated. Most people think I was just on some kind of jolly, sort of drinking, uh, drinking uh, fine French wine and eating their cheese. Oh, it's a very, a very, very hard job, um, which happened to also involve one of the uh, uh, greatest ever um, sporting achievements that I've had the privilege to witness. So uh, it was fairly wonderful. Now, now, so many people I've spoken to cannot understand how someone can cycle 180 kilometres a day or so and then a week later be expected to be at their peak performance. Yet this is par for the course of cycling, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. It is indeed. Though, though it is a, a, um, a question that has been asked of British cycling a number of times. There were a small number of people who started the Tour de France and then uh, um, pulled out at sort of a studied moment halfway through in order to take, uh, like, say, two weeks to, uh, to prepare for the Olympic road races. But um, uh, the thing about British cycling is they, they do their homework. They are the extreme boffins. They've tested everything and they've done all the physics and um, uh, they've worked out that the best way to train for these Olympic races is to be out on the road riding this far. There was, a, there was at one stage concern that Mark Cavendish might be fatiguing himself and they talked about pulling him out but uh, that, that didn't last very long. They just, 
they looked, rather than look at him, they just looked at the computer and said, no, you're fine. Now, now Cavendish was a backup man in the tour. He, I mean, although he had a couple of great stage wins at the end. But come the weekend and the road race on Saturday, it's Wiggins, Froome, Miller and Co. who will be trying to get Cavendish his medal, won't they? That's right. Saturday is all for Cav, the whole team, working for one, um, one goal, which is Mark Cavendish. It's not as if uh, they're going to it in particular with uh, with Plan B or Plan C. It's, it's on this occasion. It's, in my view, it's pretty much Plan A or nothing. And this 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 we think would probably be uh, the first Team GB gold. Uh, yes, indeed, it would. It's it's pretty much our first opportunity. You have Hannah Miley in the swimming pool later in the afternoon, um, but uh, Cav is our first chance. Uh, he's um, he he's known ever since the schedule came out, that he was basically being a sort of shoved forward as man, man one. You go first and lead us into battle, which is the sort, of, the sort of position that some people might go, oh, bloody hell, not me. But uh, when you're talking Mark Cavendish, he's sort of a chest puss and go, right, I'm going to get really noticed here. I don't mean that in too much of a sort of a uh, look at me, me sort of way, but he, he rises to the challenge and he loves the pressure. Uh, finally, uh, if not Cavendish, who could it be and, and who do you think it will be getting gold? Uh, well, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's very interesting because um, if it's more like... Um, if the race is run Cavendish's way, or if it's not run Cavendish's way, there's 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 basically two ways of approaching this. You either you either um, want to try and sprint it and take on Cavendish in a sprint, or you think I've got no chance of that. I'm going to go. I'm going to try and raise the tempo of the race. We're going to go up Box Hill nine times, much faster than Cavendish can go, and build up such a big lead that he's not there to challenge for the for the uh, sprint at the end. If they're, they're, the, um, they've worked it all out, they know exactly how far ahead they can let the breakaway go. So if you're watching this on Saturday and the break uh, ahead of Cavendish and the British team is more than three minutes, then you want to worry for him because they, there's a good chance they can't chase it down. If the, if the leaders are less than three minutes ahead of Mark Cavendish, then by the time Cavendish and his uh, team have got to the top of Box Hill, they've got another 49 kilometres in which to chase it down, and they should be able to do that. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I mean, enjoy the race, enjoy the conference uh, later on today, and uh, we'll, we'll talk at the end of the weekend and uh, see how it all went. Look forward to it. I'm joined now by Ollie Kay, Chief Football Correspondent at The Times. Uh, Ollie, how excited are you by the prospect of seeing this uh, men's Team GB football team at the Olympics? I, I want to be very excited by it. I, I've never covered an Olympics before. I've obviously covered all the football tournaments. And it's something different to be covering an Olympics and particularly to be covering Great Britain on home soil. And I've become more sort of intrigued and, and interested rather than excited, perhaps having... Um, been in the camp over the last 48 hours but I, I, I am looking forward to it It is a fascination isn't it and one of the, the big fascinations you have to understand I guess that a lot of people following this won't necessarily fo- follow football week in week out is the David Beckham situation uh, j- just for the record where do you say was it right that he is not in that squad? I, I, I think if you look at the Beckham situation the, the main reason for, for for wanting to select him and, and the main reason for the BOA pushing for his selection was because commercially and um, in terms of media interest and fan interest, he is—you know—he does have a huge allure and a huge attraction. Um, that attraction has quite often been a source of slight amusement to me because I, 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 although I respect him as, as having been a very good player, 
he hasn't been a very good player for for, for a long time. He, he's been playing in uh, in, in Americans. I think he's had a decent season there, but he, he's not been a, a player who would demand selection in being one of the best over 23s in um, in Britain. Um, and I, I, I didn't have a problem at all with the selection, but I can see now, um, having been at the press conference on on Tuesday night, where there were only something about seven reporters there in a in, in a room with 130 seats, and I can see now that Beckham would have lent a stardust that would have created more media interest. Now I put Matt Dickinson on the spot yesterday uh, regarding uh, the women's team, and he said that they would win two nil yesterday. Uh, One nil wasn't bad, and he also predicted them for a semi final place. Uh, so for the men's, can you give uh, your equivalent prediction? for both uh, the game later today against uh, Senegal and and how far do you think uh, they will go in the tournament? Are they going to get a medal? I think they will draw 1-1 against Senegal having been very surprised by the physicality uh, of of Senegal Um, and I think they'll get through the group and I think they'll get to the quarterfinal and and lose and, and perhaps be outclassed at that point. I'm joined by Laura Craig, fashion editor at The Times. Uh, Laura, can anyone look good in skin-tight, modern, breathable lycra emblazoned in a national anthem? It's a very good point. I mean, if Jessica Ennis is struggling, then I think the rest (laughs) of us certainly would. Um, Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's not the most forgiving of fabrics. I've got some examples uh, in front of us here that we've been looking through. Uh, We we should start with uh, Team GB's uh, 2012 outfits. They're... They have the option of red, white and blue to play with, don't they? And they seem to have, other than the socks, given up on the red, haven't they? Yeah, there's been a lot of criticism about these outfits being too blue. Um, I think what I would say is it's hard to tell what the ultimate effect will be until we see everybody together. Yeah, OK. When, when you see them isolated, in an isolated fashion, it does look too blue, let's be honest. You're like, where's the red? Yeah, I want the yeah. red, white and blue. What, what of Stella McCartney uh, designing the kit? She is not a sportswear manufacturer is she is is this a good call do you think or not I think it's a really good call I think it got them a lot of positive press the fact that it was Stella McCartney obviously she does have an ongoing relationship with Adidas she designs gym kit and so on for them Um, I think it must have pushed her to her limits obviously she's used to designing beautiful clothes for celebrities to wear that go down the catwalk at Paris Fashion Week suddenly she's confronted with all these technological issues breathable fabrics really unsexy words and phrases like that um, and I think I think she's done really well I mean she's been working with the best Adidas are a great name they're absolute experts and I think the sort of marriage of her fashion ability with their technologi- technological expertise has come out trumps um, well let, let's see if some of the other nations have, have done their bit uh, we're going to start with Germany I, I said I thought of dressed for the weather yeah. um, what, what have we got going on here I have no idea I mean, <laughs> what's with this kind of neckerchief thing I just white trousers I mean, not practical. Not practical <laughs> at all. What happens if you have a last-minute sausage roll just before you're about to go on? Um, it's a common technique for the sprinters, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Bloating is always yeah. good on the track. Um, I don't like this, really. No, OK. Germany fail. Germany uh, fail. We've got a couple of shots of the USA. USA have gone red. Yeah, red. I, I like this. I like red. I think it looks bold, bright, dynamic, high, we're in charge. 
it's quite minimal as well. It's not too overly fussy. Yeah, you know, they've, yeah. they've kind of played down the star, the star-spangled element. The, the the flag is just the logo, really. An- another red nation. I think we 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 may agree to disagree on this one. Uh. It, they've been getting quite a lot of headlines. Is Spain? Spain has been getting a lot of headlines, principally for uh, accepting an offer from the Russian giant Bosco to manufacture their kit. Right. Thus saving them one point two million pounds. I think it was from the public purse. Okay. Some people thought that Spain perhaps should have manufactured it in Spain. Which also it's, may have helped the economy. It's, it's yes, a matter yes. of debate. Exactly, exactly. Um, I actually like this because it looks quite retro. It's incredibly um, retro. I can completely see why some people would hate it. It's an anathema, really. It, everyone else is trying to look modern and clean, and this is just absolutely... I mean, God, 19, late 50s, early 60s, with a scarf tied around the neck. This skirt, it could just be the printer. It looks kind of pleated, but the fact that it falls to kind of mid-knee. I mean, it's all very kind of catwalk-led. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's... I believe, I believe, looking at this, that Mad Men has been translated Absolutely. into Spanish. Yes. Yeah. Let's go back and look at some, some, some classics. I feel we may live in, other than with Spain, in, in conservative times these yeah. days. The one I instantly want to pull out, and I urge anyone to Google this, is, uh, and I, I think if you're looking on the iPad app, you will actually see it pop up on screen now, is uh, this is Lithuania 92 basketball kit. And, it, I mean, this is how would you describe this other than someone's chundered on the shirt? Go on raver. <laughs> I mean, really, they look like, where's the glow sticks, really? It's just very, very tie-dye, very, very Glastonbury, very surprising. But please, can we have time to talk about this one? Oh, well, I don't you, think we can leave it out. You want to go for Jamaica? I think so. I mean, okay. can we just say waxing issues? <laughs> High cut leotards. I don't know if you can see this, but it's no. Just, we'll, we'll put this on the screen as well. Yeah. I mean, incredible. It just it wouldn't really be allowed now. I just don't think it would. It's just too kind of sexy. Even though it's not meaning to be sexy, it just is. But wool, great yeah. legs. We've been asking you to get in touch via Twitter using the My Olympics hashtag. And uh, the Times' Martin Fletcher, has, uh, as well as many other journalists, has been following the torch relay. He tweeted yesterday that Diana Gould 100 stole the show in Barnet. A thunderous reception as she carried the torch 300 metres in scorching sunshine unaided. Amazing. Please send your My Olympics tweets over and we'll read as many as we can on tomorrow's programme. Now, if you listen to this on the Times iPad app, you can also get the programme as an MP3 via iTunes. And if you listen to this via iTunes, you can also get the show on our iPad app, where it comes with some amazing accompanying images relevant to all the topics we cover. If you aren't yet a Times subscriber, go to timespacks.co.uk, where there are various excellent offers to suit your reading habits. Our next show will be with you tomorrow morning. The Times iPad edition updates at 5am, 5pm and 10.30pm every day of the Olympics. So enjoy today's Olympic action. Bye-bye. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone.